0: Hook'em up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
1: We'll come up with Ian Rod Beasley. Still a lot to do. We're three hours into this bad boy. Two to go. Talking Texas football at number three in the country now. Highest ranking for the Horn since uh, in the AP poll since 2009. Happened to play for the national championship that year. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Also uh, this hour Rod will have another rant as we talk Texas football. Rant doesn't always mean angry. Just uh, Rod deep dive analysis on football. Longhorns included. Also uh End of this hour, we'll play a round of uh, Who Said That? Who Said That? Who Said It? And I'll say, it. by the end of the show, we'll hit our What's Poppin', and I'll tell you what's poppin', Rod. The Applebee's <laughs> in Greenville, <laughs> Texas.
2: It Was was it packed up in that joint?
1: Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> watching Dio, so, huh? Yeah, I, had, I attended a wedding over on Saturday night. Uh, is at a venue out near Greenville, Texas, which is east, further east than Rockwall. Hmm. Um, so pretty far out there. But uh, great wedding. Good buddy of mine's son got married, and they did a great job. But um, so, the, but yeah, so the wedding was over about ten thirty, and got back to the hotel, which is about fifteen minutes away or twenty minutes from the venue. And everything was closed except for the Applebee's, and Applebee's. that's where we watched Colorado State, mm-hmm. Colorado,
2: your neighborhood. What Applebee's, game. baby? Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew
1: Applebee's was popping? <laughs> that's exactly I, what they I could have told about you, Applebee's.
0: Did you. Did you, did don't you know, know that? Have? I mean, I'm more of a Chili's guy myself. But I, what pe- time do they close?
1: People still go to Chili's. Because yeah, there was a place called Snuffer's by the hotel, and it was like, well, they closed at 11. Like, what are you doing? Closed it at 11.
2: Come on, He's man. Missing money.
1: So, yeah, that's right. Place like, you're doing the, football season. like, the whole wedding party was there. It was popping. It, but but the, it was packed up in there. So, <laughs> Greenville, <laughs> Texas. Cool little spot. No, uh, really not a lot going on in Greenville. There you go. But.
2: See? And Ty, who knew? Ty already knew that. Ty's a Chili's guy. Yeah. Of a...
0: The El Presidente Margarita at Chili's.
2: Good for you. Are the, are the baby that back ribs still sugary. good at Chili's?
0: Yeah. But still I, the think jo- of, still? Okay. I get the triple dipper. Uh, personally, where we you used to call that, What's that, that? appetizers. It's three oh. different appetizers. Uh, I think it's,
1: I know. I remember that. Your your stomach is going to fall out one day. <laughs> like an old I, trans- I actually decided today. I'm it's going to be
0: like an old transmission. I'm going to start working out today. I'm going to go to HEB. <gasps> so I'm going on my chicken and rice diet.
2: Hold up. You're starting to work out today?
0: I have to. Wow. I'm, I have shin splints from walking on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding.
2: So, you, you tried to run to the stadium from Mockingbird Saloon and you basically realized how bad a shape you're in? Oh,
0: no, yeah. Saturday night, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was having like cat. I've talked about it a few times on the air, like how I keep on walk- waking up in the middle of the night with calf cramps. And oh, so what that- if you have restless
1: legs? So, Syndrome. if I have to walk to Dallas, you're you not RLS? walking with me? I know, exactly. Saying? I need to start getting. Ty's always said, I'll ready. walk with you, and now he's not going to be able to do it if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year.
2: Wow. Start out slow, Ty. Start out slow if you're going to get work yourself into shape. Start out slow. Some people, they try to you know hit the ground running and then they hurt themselves. Sort out very slow, even to the point where, like, what's going to be your workout as you start this journey? I think
0: I'm going to do 100 sit ups, 50 push ups, stretching, and then take my dogs on like a five mile run or walk.
2: I was nice. going to say, okay, yeah. Th- th- yeah walk, half. run. There you go. I was going to say, 25, walk, 75. Run. There you go. There you go. I was going to say, start out this slow.
1: Is, so he texted bad. and said, uh, apparently, this is a thing. Like Club Applebee's. There's this whole branding now that Club Applebee's. Like, oh, it's an adult place now. What? People, are, are like, you we only about, went there because it was the only thing open. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, didn't you, know this.
2: So you're talking like people are going there to like hang out, yeah. to pre
1: pre game. No, like that's the night. This says right this Whoa. right here. This is from a, the, a website <laughs> called Business Insider. Wow. It says most people don't know that in some parts of the U.S., Applebee's, the most middle of middle class market fast casual chains, has turned into alcohol fueled party dens after ten o'clock. Did not
2: know this was a thing.
1: Club Applebee's, dancing on tables, black lights, DJs are not uncommon.
2: What Hey, Applebee's? I thought they were like a friendly neighborhood <laughs> right. joint, like a family friendly neighborhood. No, joint. it's
0: your family, it's your friendly neighborhood. Well, bar. you just said it, Rod. You're oh. leaving money on
1: the table. And while they, while everything else was closed, Applebee's in Greenville, Texas, was popping, packed. popping. We were watching a hell of a football game. A wow. comeback by Colorado. Uh, that, yes.
2: yeah. But I agree with this texture, Ty. You do need to hydrate. I've been tried. I yeah, but you been. drink a lot of alcohol on the weekends, and people think they hydrate, but they really just replacing the fluids they already lost.
0: It's doing the no
1: water. Challenge.
2: Yeah, you need to. Yeah, just like just drink <laughs> like three big things of like three big cups of water before you start working. I bet out. they make
1: more money on that than just the general, right? I mean, because because all the wedding party, they start buying shots. I mean, I'm gonna take. There's shots a night during the week
0: where it's one dollar jello shots. I'm
1: telling you. Oh, see, that's that's wow. That's, debatrous. that's debatrous. I did not know that. Okay, no cl- Now we something know. New. Well, e- you experienced it. I know, you, just by luck. You, you, oh. So hold up, you guys
2: said the wedding party was that the only group there? Or were y'all joining other no, groups or partying?
1: No, there were a bunch of people okay. there watching the, right. uh, the the Colorado game, and yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, we weren't planning to stay as late as we did, but then the but game the went game on forever. went on forever, <laughs> <game> didn't end <laughs> until like one thirty.
2: It was still the it was still the highest rated, most viewed college football game of the weekend, and it went to like what midnight or later.
1: Yeah. No, Depending was, on was if you're 1:30. on the East Coast. It was way later. It's well, it was 2.30 on the East Coast. one thirty. I mean, that comes from – it's mountain time. Like
2: how that, – that's how – that is r- what a ratings monster, Dion, is. I've never heard of the highest-rated, most viewed basketball game of the weekend being one that ended at 1 in the morning.
1: Can I also say this that's about the – crazy. It was crazy good. Uh, can I give you the other thing? Uh, had, had a couple of drinks, wife and I. Oh, yeah. 31 bucks. Like we did, like, 30 bucks. Oh. It was unbelievable. I was like – Golly, that was nice. Thanks, Greenville. No, you're way out there. This is Applebee's on 35 and William Cannon turns into a. See, this is the second person to say that. We're
2: we the second texter that said that. I got to stop by Applebee's then one day. They're like, babe, you want something to eat? Yeah, I'm getting Applebee's, Applebee's right
1: for us. I'll be right the, uh, back. It was right next to the discount tire.
0: My ex girlfriend, I took her on her first date to Applebee's.
1: Sometimes i go to that wow. Applebee's. tone. Sometimes really? I'll go to that Applebee's when. uh <laughs> for you, Ty. Sometimes I'll go to that Applebee's when they do. Uh, like when I get my tire fixed, right? Or get yeah, my yeah. tires changed, a discount oh, yeah. tire, i walk over there. Okay. It says, E, you should have come over to the Alumni Sports Bar and Grill in Royce City Saturday. They serve great food. Popping on the weekends about 10 miles from Greenville. Yeah, we drove through Royce City. That's on the way. You, to, you go from Rockwall to Royce yeah. City, and then you're in uh, Greenville.
2: Who knew? Applebee's. learned something new, baby. Applebee's is popping. I live closer to that William Cannon Applebee's, too. So There you I mean, go. Maybe I'll have to trip, try it out one day.
1: <laughs> I'm assuming you got a bunch Check of... Check it out now the one that's closest wow. to you is the one down by uh, like gosh what is oh, it oh yeah
2: yeah it's yeah the one by the specs For the and all best that. buy
1: and all that it's right yes. Sunset it's Sunset like valley best area. Buy, yeah
0: yeah that's the one i go to that was yeah. popping it's popping off i mean it's it's still greasy in there but it's still greasy <laughs> well, the waitresses are so interesting so when you say
1: when you say chilies Whenever I think of chilies, I think of salt. I like can, the food like, is so salty. You will
0: get a good, good meal at Chili's. I get a headache. If you're trying to get some cheap drinks. <sighs> you will not get a good meal at Chili's. It's all salt. <laughs> I
1: love chilies. <laughs> I, I know he, you would. He
2: no chilies over here. It's, it's just but all- pumping up Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I didn't, I didn't eat anything at Applebee's. I did not have any food at Applebee's. Oh, you didn't eat no, anything? No, I, you're such a food a snob. Oh, no, it's too late. I don't like to eat late.
2: <laughs> ah, you don't want to eat anything off the applebee's menu. let just admit it. <laughs> I try not to eat
1: after seven or eight o'clock at night. That's it's not healthy. For that's you. when I do eat. <laughs> you're, you're like a, a, a Billy Goat after I'm eight. Carl, you, you don't
0: loading. eat
2: after seven or eight at night. Mm-mm. You eat supper then every night. Then
1: every yeah, I try to eat before seven. Oh, that's supper. Then shut before it down. seven is supper. Then shut it down.
2: Dinner is like seven and beyond.
1: I don't. I try not to. You eat supper as much as possible. Wow,
3: good for
2: you.
1: Wrap up the. You
2: know, I get hungry at night. I get hungry too late. I'm like, Ty, I get hungry. I'm getting at night. fat. What's happening over here? <laughs> Shin Did somebody over there. tell you you were getting fat or you just believe? I this? mean, I've
0: always, I've never had like a six pack or Cause, anything. Because Casey
2: Studdard body shamed you. And ever since he body shamed you, <laughs> you've been coming in and being very critical of your appearance. I just,
0: you know. Casey like, Studdard
2: body shamed I you. I have at my night.
0: shirt off a lot and I. Like, <laughs> I had my shirt off at the game on Saturday.
2: See, and I'm never, I'm never confident enough to just take my shirt off anymore. Like, I'm I,
0: confident enough; it doesn't look
1: good. No,
2: I know some people they have no shame. Like some people, I see people running shirtless. And I'm like, I'm not that confident. And I have a decent, but I'm not confident to run shirtless. Some people run shirtless.
1: I swear, I, uh, I
2: have a shirt on every time I run. Like I'm just not that confident. But Ty, you, you are confident. Good for you. Hey,
1: if you can't tone it, tan it. <laughs> if you can't tone it well, I will say of all the teams, <laughs> players I have covered at the University of Texas, Rod had the greatest set of abs.
2: I did exactly. Back then, I was take my like shirt off a lot. Yeah, dude, you were a oh. rock. It was me, me, and Lance Armstrong had the best abs in Austin at the time, and his were his were obviously enhanced. manufactured. They were manufactured. exactly. They were enhanced. They weren't natural like mine were. Mine were all natural, baby. <laughs> I don't yeah. think
0: I could pause. Like if I worked out when I was in football, I worked out twice a day, every day, and I still. Like I was big, but I could not no definition.
2: Uh, you want the you want the, you want to define it?
0: I don't w I want. I know that's not even possible. I just wanna get back to not looking <laughs> like my torso's a tire.
1: <laughs> hey, we're talking Texas football. Longhorns win at thirty one to ten. I Longhorn fans were doing a little bit of teeth gnashing when it was ten ten into the fourth quarter. And I gotta give Wyoming credit. You said this off the top of the show, Rod, that yeah. you know, give your opponent some credit. Uh, you know, did Texas play down a little bit? Yes. Was there a human nature Alabama hangover? Probably. I mean, look mm-hmm. by the way this game started. As crisp as Texas was at Alabama, outside of some drop passes, Texas was pretty damn good. They didn't give up a sack. They didn't have a pre-snap penalty. They didn't turn the ball over against Alabama. In the first series, they they blow an assignment. They give up a sixty-two yard touchdown run yeah. on defense, and then they get the ball on offense. And the first play is an offside. Like Did, uh, didn't
2: they have a drop early on. Yeah, like a drop well, yeah. too early on. A couple, I mean, couple. a couple drops. I mean, it was early just. On
1: too. I mean, the first play was five <laughs> yards back. So now it's first and fifteen. Quinn's yeah. throwing behind X man. Then the next series, he, you know, Jontae Cook dropped a ball. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of uh, you could tell they, sputtering along.
2: hangover that was a, that was a Bama hangover, and it, it is human nature. They tried they they had the players only meeting they tried to guard against it they did but we knew it was we knew it was coming cuz they're you know they've never been there before well, they never that, been to that mountaintop well, before
1: uh, to be you know nitpicky about this Texas team cuz there's a lot to like because even despite all that they still won by 21 points and
2: first world problems they here. they can erupt
1: yeah. but yes uh, this is questions on Quinn's performance here look Quinn was 2 of 9 on pass attempts longer than 10 yards mm. that's not good that ain't good if you take away the X-Man touchdown, which was all X-Man, he was 10 for 20 for 82 yards. And Wyoming's <laughs> defense is good, but it ain't that good. Uh, he threw four or five bad passes, um, and then he had some guys to drop passes. I mean, it was just sputtery. But this is a different Texas team. We've heard Stark say it all morning, that uh, they're, they they can find different ways. They ran the ball for 167 yards with uh, Jonathan Brooks. They played great defense. They won with special teams. Let's hear Stark on uh, – on playing with, to the new standard? I mean, that's obviously the conversation now. We heard Quinn talking about the players only meeting and uh, the human nature was that they didn't play as good. Here's uh, here's Sark on playing to that new standard after the game.
3: Probably didn't play to our standard. Um, you know, we just didn't quite have the pop, the energy, the speed that, that I'm accustomed to seeing us playing with. You know, there was too many solo tackles on defense. Um, we just weren't quite finding our rhythm offensively. Uh, but in the second half, that's what it, it it felt like. And like I said, I give the guys a lot of credit for for kind of recalibrating themselves at halftime and coming out and playing a style of football um, that that fits us, you know. And and you guys, you know this about me. I critique myself as hard as I as hard as I critique the players or harder. And and quite frankly, we probably should have scored the first drive of the of the third quarter. Those are a couple of crummy play calls. The second and third down call. Um, If I could go back and change two calls, like I'd tell you guys all the time, I can tell you right now I'd change those two calls that I made on second down and third down kind of in the high red right there. Um, And then ultimately on that third down, Quinn takes a sack on something that I was probably trying a little too hard to make happen, but that's that's okay. And I'm going to come in here Monday and tell the players that exact same thing. And so they know as much as I'm critiquing them and trying to get them better, we do the same as coaches too. Um, where I like, I like being 3-0, <laughs> I can say that. I, I, I like being 3-0, and that's a heck of a lot better than any other outcome we could have right now. I, I think we have a team that believes in themselves and, and their coaches. I think we have a confident football team, but also one that knows there's, there's more work to be done and we get to start big 12 play next week. And, and we're, we're looking forward to it. All right.
1: Sark taking some mm-hmm. accountability on that. And I, I think that's true. I, I remember love that about him. After he took that and said that was a, and that was, the, they had the ball coming out of halftime. Yeah. Well then they punted the ball and the def, the special teams made a great play and backed it up at the one yard line or two yard line. And then Wyoming proceeded to go on a 17 play drive and kick a field goal that took up pretty much the entire third quarter. Yes, I it mean, did. it was an 11 minute drive. And that's some credit to Wyoming, that they, they both – to start both halves, mm-hmm. they scored a touchdown, then they kicked a field goal. They did exactly what they wanted. They had almost 40 minutes of time of possession to Texas' 20. And the Longhorns being, you know, 4 for 12 on four, on third down didn't help. I think Texas was over for their first 9 on third downs. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and that goes back to the sporadic passing game that they had. But you were able to lean on the run game. And, again, any time you can play that kind of defense, that kind of special teams, and score 21 points in a quarter – you're going to be pretty good because that can create the separation. Now, to your point, Rod, as we'll get into your rant, can you put four quarters together? Can you be a four-quarter football team? If they can, the so- the ceiling is really high on this football team.
2: Yeah, um, except we. And, and one other thing that I thought was important in that game was, you know, Sark. I love that Sark admits his mistakes too. He's very forthcoming and honest, and I I, I give him a lot of credit for that. He doesn't have a lot of coaches are not like that. <laughs> we get a lot of coach speak coming in the next day, especially after this poor performances. So I go give it to you and let you know. Didn't like that. Didn't like that. I underachieved here. Love that about him as a coach. Um, but also, you go look at you know this this the start for Texas that we're all criticizing here, and I I get it. It was a, a rough start for them. Um, but I I do think now that we're set, we're 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 seeing Bama in the rearview mirror, like way in the rearview now. A game, uh, two games in the rearview mirror. I think this team will now start to focus and crystallize their focus more on week to week opponents. Truth is, Bam was such a humongous, gigantic game. Um, that I think it took up like three weeks of Texas' schedule pretty much. I think it affected them during the Rice Week. I said that during the Rice Week. I said they're prepping for Bama. Whether they, whether they, whether the players know it or not, and the coaches are prepping for Bama because it's such a big game, and coaches do that when they circle games. During the Bama Week, of course, but then even the Wyoming Week, I think the players were feeling really good about themselves, being praised a ton, and thinking about their great performance versus Bama. And I think that was a bit of a hangover. Nick Saban calls it a success flu versus Wyoming. And now that you have that Bama game, you know, way in the rearview mirror, I do think the kind of lingering effects of it, all right, will no longer uh, uh, have a negative effect on this team. There's no question the Bama game in this Wyoming game, it, you know, it, it it was a reason for their underwhelming start. Yep. No question.
1: No question. And now the goal is to focus on every Big 12 opponent who scouts you throughout yeah. the offseason and are ready to go. And you know, just don't start looking forward to Oklahoma. Which is good,
2: because you won't have the big head going into the Baylor game. You nope. can't. Not if well, you play the way second, you played
1: the first three quarters. I, look, I, I think it's the third Monday we've come here and said, well, that was a double-digit win, but there's a lot to coach on. Right? There's a lot to coach on this week. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for a program that's that, as you said, it's still a work in progress and a team that is a work in progress. You, you want to peak... At the end of the year, right? You want to be peaking and playing mm-hmm. your best come November. So that's good. There's still room for improvement and yeah, you know, Sark's gotta, gotta call a better game and Quinn's gotta you know be better at quarterback. I did like when the third quarter was was wrapping up and Quinn got fired up on the sidelines, right? Yes, he was he, did. he brought some energy, brought some passion. Talk to the team. Yeah, he that's Came a little that's, up. that's a sign of growth. Uh with that in mind, we need a rant from our man Rod B. I'm
2: as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore.
3: Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real.
2: You ain't keeping it right. My God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've like done three it three now. Let's it's proceed. time for Rod's oh. Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right. Um, time to get to Rod's Rant of the Day. Uh, getting back to the uh, Texas football conversation, one thing Wyoming did run a lot of defensively, and, and Sark said he wasn't they They basically ran things um that were different from the film study uh, that the coaches had done. And that is very possible, even though they do run the three high defense. You can run different coverages and different pressure packages from that three high that the coaches hadn't really seen Wyoming do on film. So that's that is very possible. Not sure exactly what they locked on film, but they ran the three high. And I've been talking about this for a while. The three high is the schematic kryptonite for Steve Sarkeesian. Turns his, you know, turns Sark into Coach Steven pretty much. Like it turns uh, Superman into Clark Kent. And in this matchup, I think for the first Three quarters of the game, um, a lot of the the passing game, a lot of ineptitude on in, 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 in the passing game, inefficiency in the passing game, was due to Quinn Ewers' inability to adjust to that three high, and maybe Sark's game plan, not really a game plan that matched up well with that three high defense, and even and we talk about this all the time in football theory, things trickling up uh, throughout the game at every level of the game. Last night, um, we saw the Patriots, Bill Belichick, come out and run a three-high against the Dolphins. He right? came out and ran a three-high against Miami. I saw over the weekend, uh, we saw Philadelphia. They were playing the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota ran a ton of three-high versus Philadelphia. Now, the reason that they are running those three-high concepts versus uh, Miami and Philadelphia is because the three-high defense – matches up well with RPO offenses. RPO offenses are essentially trying to count, based on their pre-snap read, count the numbers advantage, either in the box or on the perimeter. If they have the numbers advantage in the box, they hand it off. If not, then they throw to the tag on the outside because they'll have the numbers advantage in the passing game. Well, the the three-high defense, because it's so malleable and it shifts and rotates so much, sometimes the count is off for the quarterback. He can't get an accurate count. And he will throw into a numbers disadvantage. Or he'll hand off into a numbers disadvantage. That's why the three high matches up well with RPO-based offenses. Miami and Philadelphia in the NFL probably run as much RPO uh, as any team in the league. So even those teams in the NFL are thinking about how this scheme and concept matches up with particular cheat codes, if you will, on offense. Number one being the run-pass option. Sark has described his offense as an RPO-based passing game. So that is also part of the reason why the three-high defense matches up well with Sark's passing game. Well, how did Philadelphia conquer their three-high issues versus Minnesota? They just ran the damn ball.
1: 260.
2: (laughs) Yeah, bully ball. I believe DeAndre Swift had a career day. They just ran the ball, played bully ball. That is one way you can expose the three-high. And essentially, that's what Sark did. In this matchup, Sark decided – All right, I tried to attack their weakness on defense, which is their secondary, and stay away from their strength, which is their front seven, and I wanted to use our strength, which is our passing game, to expose their weakness in the secondary, but it's not working out, so we're just going to run the football, and that's what they did, and they ran it with heavier sets. They ran it with, they came out there in 21 personnel at one time, came out there in 12 personnel. We saw the 6-0 line patch a little bit, and and, and eventually uh, he just settled e on 12 personnel. Sure. To end that game in the second half, I wouldn't count it. And I'll go back and 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 see how many plays in a row. But I counted the same formation. It was basically an offset wing, offset flex with a with twelve personnel, one back, two tight ends, and they had a minus split for the wide receiver, essentially creating a tripod bunch right there by the right there by the tight end, the offset flex, and they ran that formation probably nine out of thirteen plays over and over and over again in the second half. And basically, Sark decided they can't defend it. So we're going to keep doing it over and over again. They played power football, bully ball, with that package. Now, I think that is something to, that Sark's been working on. I think part of the reason he brought in Paul Christ is because he wants to be able to cultivate the, the power running game. Now, having a power back to go with that power running game is a different discussion. Maybe that can be J. Brooks, Savion Red. Hopefully, C.J. Baxter gets healthy. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind, considering how detail-oriented Sark is, that he does have a plan to expose the three high. I think in this matchup versus Wyoming, he was forced to reveal some of his tricks of the trade that he has been you know, cultivating and creating to expose the three-high down the line in conference play, and he probably didn't want to reveal it, but he had to. We'll go over that later on in the week. But all the breadcrumbs and all the clues show me, I'm a football investigator, that Sark's working on a way to conquer and and overcome the three-high, three-down, whether it's going to work or not, that's that's up for discussion, and we'll see. But he's working on it, and he even, like I said, he trotted out some of those concepts versus Wyoming, but he wants to be able to play bully ball versus the three high, three down. I think that's the easy, most rudimentary uh, kind of option or – way to solve it for a lot of teams if you can do that. Texas can. They can do it versus Wyoming, but can they do it in Big Twelve play versus, you know, high caliber, high level defensive lines and defenders and defenses. I'm not sure that's always gonna work. So they're definitely gonna have to throw against the three high at one point. How they do that, I think we'll get into those X's and O's a little bit later on. But I pointed out several times and I'll give you one stat on the three high, three down and how effective it's been versus Sark. So Sark, he has had over, a quarterback throw over seven yards per attempt 17 times in the last two years here at Texas. World, well, two-plus years since 2023 is his third year. Uh, only twice has it happened versus a three-high, three-down defense. Wow. So, there you go. Yeah. Fifteen times he's done it versus none three-high defenses, but only twice in the time the sark has been here has his quarterback thrown for over seven yards per attempt versus a three-high, three-down defense.
1: Well, now you're going to Waco. Well, Dave Aranda will trot he, it out there, and he
2: don't—he doesn't run it. So if he runs it, uh, he, he'll just be doing it as a way to break tendency. Yeah. He does it. It's, it's not something that he majors or minors in. But remember, Dave Aranda is the one that came up with the blueprint that everybody now has been trying to replicate about pressure packages via amoeba fronts and simulated pressures. That was Dave Aranda
1: last, last season, uh, November. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, that'll be a 6:30 kick. Somebody asked if the Kansas game has a start time. It does not. Um, Baylor 6:30. We do not know Kansas yet. Maybe we'll hear that today at Sark's news conference. Also, get an update from Sark on Cole Hudson's injury and any other injuries on the report. CJ Baxter's health headed into conference play because the uh, the preseason is over. And the Longhorns went three and zero. They had three double digit wins, scored 37, 34, and 31, and allowed 10, 24, and 10. And uh, here they go into the Baylor matchup ahead of the Kansas next home game. So uh, we'll get uh, that going. Of course, five games in September for Texas. Five mm, games.
2: Four of man.
1: So yep. two before the end of the month, sure. and then here comes Oklahoma beyond that. All right, we come back. We'll talk more college football. The Pac-12 thriving, the Big 12 not thriving in college football on Saturday. Long, uh, Longhorns at number three now. And how about the Dallas Cowboys? The most dominant team through two weeks in the NFL are your Dallas Cowboys. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it coming up. Plus, Who said that before the end of the hour? It's Ian Rod B.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Baber, Austin, Texas, sports, the horn.
1: Ian Rod B, hook him up. Busy Monday as usual. Recapping the good, the bad, and the ugly from the weekend. Good. Texas and Oklahoma only ranked teams in the Big 12. Bad, well, really, the rest of the Big 12 oh. uh, because uh, okay. Cincinnati lost to Miami and Ohio. Mm. Oklahoma State got trounced by South Alabama in Stillwater, 33-7. West Virginia did beat Pittsburgh, and that was a loser for you, by the way, Ty. Ty, you're 2-2 two two on your big picks on Friday, and you need the Cleveland Browns tonight to give you a winning week.
2: Okay. i done. That's all right. Come on. That's, that's automatic.
1: That was my favorite pick of the week. You're which one? Cleveland. Cleveland, you you he's, were he's big
2: on Cleveland. You were big.
1: right on Green Bay. Be bullish on those. You got lucky with Browns. Green Bay because you had them plus one and a half, and they won by a point. Good job. And then the Dolphins you had last night, and they covered one by a touchdown. Yeah, you, college football did not treat me well. You missed and I was the opposite because I got I hit all three of my college picks. Penn State covered. Duke covered a really bad Northwestern team. Uh, Arizona covered a really bad or uh, what UTEP mm-hmm. team. I took those three big lines, but felt good about all three, and they all hit pretty easily. But then I had New England and Houston, the Texans. By the way, I would have changed that pick had I known the Texans were going to not have Larry Tunsell I was going
2: to say, I, when you picked that game, I was like, man, you are really really high on them Texans then. Because well, they were they missing like the game. entire O-line. <laughs> well, I
1: didn't know about the Tunsil injury at the time. Um, so, but uh, so yeah, that's why I went 3-2, and, and the NFL, not kind to me. We I mean, both went 3-2 last week, right? That's correct. Yep. That's correct. Oh, you
2: guys going neck and neck.
1: Yeah, so uh, Ty S. Cleveland tonight. We'll have a what's popping pick of the night coming up before the top of the hour. Uh, NFL's tough, man. Um, NFL's tough. But as for the Big 12, the only positives from the Big 12 were that UCF is now 3-0. They're an interesting team for Gus Malzahn. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas are 3-0. And BYU. Mm-hmm. BYU beat Arkansas.
2: Yeah, that's an impressive win.
1: I mean, now that we're into conference play and we're, we're done with non-cons, I mean, you could argue the biggest win for the Big 12 in non-con, obviously Texas. Mm-hmm. But it is hard. It was BYU. I mean, everyone else failed in their their opportunity. You know, West Virginia got flattened by Penn State, um, but they beat Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Wyoming beat Texas Tech. TCU, TCU lost to Colorado, Houston. but TCU did beat Houston. Sonny Dykes got the better of Dana Holgers. Yeah, By we, the way, how long is Dana Holgerson going to hold on to that gig? I
2: don't know, but i tell you somebody who should be watching. It should be Jeff Traylor. Yes, sir. If Jeff Traylor got a preview what UTSA is going be to be, be like without Frank Harris, yes, sir. that would be it. And if there's any lesson to be learned. You saw what happened to Matt Campbell
1: this weekend? Strike. With oh, man. Iron. Not only did it's they hot.
2: lose, but he got caught on camera, like going like, you know, having to be held back from going after a fan. Yeah, Like, Matt, the fall from grace for Matt Campbell this is a guy that was considered to be the number one candidate for a lot of blue blood jobs, and even that Detroit Lions job was offered to him, and he turned it down. That's the lesson, Jeff Traylor. Don't wait too long to cash that lottery ticket because, man, life comes at you fast, and you could go from being the hot name to being just a lame <laughs> really quickly in this game. So, Jeff Trailer, when you see an opening, to another job use UTSA as a stepping stone sorry UTSA but some jobs there's only so far you can go and it's a good it's a, there's a good chance UTSA is probably going as far as UT as Jeff Traley can take it yeah just throwing it out there cuz well, Frank Harris guess, is going to be gone pretty soon
1: as far in cuz this this weekend is a tremendous weekend of college football huge matchups mm-hmm. across the board including a top 10 matchup with Notre Dame and, and Ohio State um, you know, Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, there'll be a lot in you know, all those Pac-12 matchups. Uh, but how about this? UTSA plays at Tennessee. Tennessee got beat by Florida last week and played terrible mm-hmm. on Saturday. Then yeah. Tennessee, they're not happy with Josh Heupel. That was not a good performance. Billy Napier, you know, some of his critics with that big win, and they, they really outplayed Tennessee in that football game. So um, so we'll see. Yeah, and, look, Jeff Traylor, no secret, would love to have that A&M job. No, yeah, yeah. if A M backs up the Brinks truck and can buy out Jimbo Fisher when this season is over. Um,
2: yeah, but if, if, you're, if your star isn't rising and ascending at the right time when that program is descending, yeah. then you're not going to get that job. Yeah, you're wait yet- too late, and then your star will fade, and then they'll be looking forward the next rising star. They'll be like, nah, Jeff Traylor, his star is too faded, man. We don't like that guy. That's what happened to Matt Campbell. Well, I'll wait. just
1: say this. I'm not an Aggie fan, but just an observer, that would be the right hire. Now they're already talking Aggie Land they're talking about Deion Sanders. They're not getting Deion Sanders at Texas AM. m That's not gonna happen.
2: I don't think it works, but no. Uh,
1: now what would Urban Meyer's most Deion, name. I mean, would for Urban Meyer's name be floated for A and M? Because he like A and Oh Would he want that job? No. no. Um so but look, Jeff Traylor's mm. got East Texas ties and roots. He's got he roots does. with that program. He knows the state of Texas, which is what you have to be able to do to yeah. win there. Um Gosh, I mean, you could do worse than Jeff
0: Trailer. That's the right hire, but they're not gonna—they're not gonna do it. Not big enough. Their their eyes are set way too high.
2: Yeah, they are on mm-hmm. the
0: Urban Myers and Deion Sanders of the world.
2: He's right about that. I, I could see that. But that listen, just yeah, trying to make the splash hire and trying to make the right hire are not always the same thing.
0: Do you think Dabo can be making? A, do you think Dabo could mm. make a move soon? Maybe to Alabama. If He's Sanders so goes. old
2: school in his thinking, though. But yeah. about NIL and the transfer yeah, portal—that's why you want I Deion, need, right? I need Deion, you to be more the- Yeah.
1: And that's one of the things I like about Sark the most, because it appears to me that yeah. Texas made the right hire with Sark here. He now he still got he, to yeah. prove that, but you know he's evolving he's with, with college football, and he's yeah. treating Texas like a business, and he knows he's got NIL opportunities here, and he's not backing away from him, and he, mm. he recruits to it, and he's, he's he's taking the recruiting philosophy here of hey guys, uh, come here, you'll play early. He's shown over three years he will play freshman. He's not afraid to, uh, and, and, t- and even in clutch situations, and. He wants you to be out of here in three years and off to the NFL and make some money while you're here. I mean, that's really yep. his pitch. And they had a big recruiting weekend this weekend.
2: Huge recruiting weekend.
1: And they, you know, while getting a really good education, like Sark doesn't minimize that. He wants you to go to school and get a great, as good an education as you can. But you know, college football is a business now. He's treating it like a business. And he, he doesn't call these players kids anymore, Rod. He calls them young men, players, yeah, men. Yeah, um, they're
2: paying taxes, and earn, right. <laughs> Earning you're, money. You're right. collecting a
1: paycheck now. <laughs> yeah, man. They got
2: agents. agents. I mean, they got now. They can't be like agents in the traditional sense, but they have representatives who are agents representing them in the NFL world. So yeah, right. Why would you treat them like the old student athletes back in the day? It's like no, man. They're, they're and by the way, a lot of these guys they want that treatment because their plan is to go play in college for two, three years
1: and go to the NFL. Quinn yours? That's their yours, plan. That's yeah. his plan. And I know if we talk about that. People still don't think Quinn Yours is an NFL player, but man, the NFL doesn't care. The NFL took Anthony Richardson fourth overall because of potential. I had like a fifty-three yeah, percent completion. He was percentage. terrible last year, <laughs> at Florida a lot of games, just a raw athlete. Uh, now Quinn's just got a lot of raw talent, but the NFL will draft potential. Yes, they do. And we always say with Quinn, his parents and he, they reclassified for to be in this draft. Like mm-hmm. that was the now. Is this the best draft to be? And if you're Quinn yours with all the quarterbacks that could be coming out, maybe Probably not. That. You're right? I mean, it's okay. when you're in there with Caleb Williams and Drake May, and now here comes Shadour Sanders, and um yeah. from I mean, Michael Penix is just trying to push himself as a number one, as a top pick. Uh, JJ McCarthy, the quarterback yeah. at Michigan, is pushing himself. So this is a deep quarterback draft, to say the least. So we'll, we'll follow it, but uh, ooh. I will say this.
2: Uh, so what's it, Aggies, Aggies also won Elko. Elko. That would be a right I don't know if it will be a splash hire, but that's, you can be you know, considered El- a right hire. Well, I think that yeah.
1: much like Dabo, who Ty mentioned, Dabo Swinney lost a lot when he lost his assistant coaches, right? He lost yeah, Brett Venables. Mm-hmm. Then he had two others on offense that, that moved on to head coaching jobs, and he yeah. has not replaced them. He's kind of gone in-house, and you can tell Dabo is, is missing that. Um, I don't believe, because I don't think, when you go to Miami and play Miami and give up 50 points and your defense gets shredded by an unranked Miami team, you got a problem on defense, especially all the talent they have. Mm -hmm. They have not been the same physicality-wise as a team or certainly on defense since Mike Elko took the Duke job. I agree with that. Since Mike Elko took that Duke job. And he's doing a great job at Duke, by the way. He's already got a win over Clemson. They pasted Northwestern this past week. Uh, Duke. Plans playing, to be a factor in the got ACC. Them play,
2: got them playing defense at Duke. That's
1: <laughs> high level. That's defense. a coach.
2: That's a culture change. <laughs> Duke, that's well, that's yeah. one of the
1: reasons I picked Duke as one of my plays because they were playing a bad Northwestern team, which they were going to be able to score on, and their defense doesn't give me. Mean, they stoned Clemson uh, in that game, and uh, they gave up 14 points to Northwestern. They won 38-14. Um, Late touchdown, or it was thirty-eight-seven for most of that that second half. They're they're a good team, and uh, so Mike Elko. That's a good point that maybe he'd be a. Con- I just think Jeff Trailer. He's such a dynamic personality. He's got the East Texas twang. He mm. fits that. He fits that school. Now he may end up at Houston before he gets a And M because Houston. You got to think that they're not real happy with Dana Holgerson right now. After yeah. surviving UTSA in the first he, week, they've lost to Rice and. Then TCU back to back. If he
2: goes to Houston, he can pretty much kind of take the same recipe that he has at UTSA.
1: Yes, like you talking about
2: in a the, city the in a major city. Baby. Yeah, it's like kind of take the same recipe in a major city. And I think U of H actually would have more support because they got more of history. And I like get they, they got a sugar daddy and Tillman Fertitta. You go to H Town, continuing the momentum they have, and we've said Houston, Houston the Houston Metro area. Is still a top six metro area in the country for producing NFL talent. It's not DFW or the Atlanta area or Miami, but it's still like top six or six or seven in the country and not all the blue bloods and power five schools around the country. Not all of them can siphon all that talent from Houston. There's a lot of it just, you know, still left there. uh, And a lot of it is, you know, not undeveloped, but at least it's unseen. Um, And I think a guy like, Jeff Traylor with the high school coaching ties he has. Oh, man, he can lock up some of those hidden gems in H Town. There's a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, agreed. Bunch of them. agreed, uh, and that would be a good gig. And that look, the, 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 you know, the Big Twelve and Brett Yormark are going to be trying to push Houston as one of their new big brands because it's the you know fourth largest market in the country as far as media market goes. Now you got Dion at Colorado. You're trying to push TCU, but yeah, I, I think Jeff Trailer would be a good fit. Either yeah, one of those. Don't places. stay
2: too long, Jeff. That's all I'm saying. Coach. And, and, don't stay too know, long, man,
1: because <laughs> you a damn good coach. By the way, it's not feeling great for. For our man uh, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State,
2: but he also is like Dabo. He's stubborn about the transfer portal. That's correct. He's stubborn about NIL. Doesn't want to, doesn't want a cow to, you know, NIL that kind of thing. And I want to say he was playing three different quarterbacks and bragging about it. He was in the first day, He was bragging about. One of them's just
1: kidding. He's not any good.
2: Yeah, he's like bragging. Like we played three quarterbacks. It doesn't matter which one we throw out there. Like, are you seriously saying? Like, so I wonder if Mike Gundy. If he would be a bad hire that's for A&M, because
1: he's just too antiquated, well, man. Well, no, I'm not he's talking stubborn. about him at A&M. I'm talking oh, about him in, period in, trouble. in trouble. Now, he's had, okay. he's posted a bunch of 10-win seasons. He's <laughs> probably got a pretty decent leash. But losing at home to South Alabama 33-7, to seven, that's not good.
2: No, no, he's – yeah. No, I agree. He doesn't have his sugar daddy there anymore either. So I wonder how long he wants to stay there. If they'll let him stay, I guess he'll stay. Because North University is going – there, no one university will deal yeah, with can they do, his— Can they
1: do better than him becomes the question, right? Can you that's If true, you're at we'll Oklahoma play. State and you don't have two Boone Pickens anymore in his deep pockets.
2: But his opposition to the the changing landscape of college sports is frightening. Yeah. Like to be that opposed to NIL and transfer, where you openly mock it and yeah. talk about how bad it is, I don't know about that. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: want to go play for him these days. Hey, uh, as we sit here this morning, Texas Longhorns, <laughs> according to its college football focus, ESPN's defes- defensive efficiency— for the season, Texas number 1, mm-hmm. 91.7. 91.7 out Clemson, Michigan State, Penn State, and Auburn.
2: Oklahoma's in on the there, too, though. Five.
1: Yeah, use at number and, 7. Uh,
2: Oklahoma's top, top 10. up there. That thing OU is defense is much improved,
1: I assure you. Hey, we come back. We'll uh, get some – by the way, we'll also give you a stat of uh, – a te- Texas running back who had uh, quite the weekend. But coming back, we'll play around who said that. Who Rod? said that? Who said it? Coming next.
0: Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L I V I N. E and Rod B. On the horn. Ooh, and it's saying that. Who said that? Who said that? Who
1: said that? Who said it? We play audio for one another and then try to figure out who said it. That's the way that goes. <laughs> Uh, before we do our first piece of audio, Rod, can I mention a couple things on the stat side? CJ Stroud, I think you mentioned this earlier, 626 passing yards, most by a rookie without an interception through two starts since the merger. Hasn't thrown a pick. He's got no offensive line, but uh, he's showing some ability without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So, what might be a rough season for the Texans, they need to get healthy on the O line that gives themselves a chance. Um, but he's still moving the team and, you know, put 20 points on the board and, and had an opportunity or some more. Also, uh, I mentioned the Longhorn defense, number one in efficiency. How about um, good. Jonathan Brooks, according to Pro Football Focus, forced the most missed tackles of any back in the country this weekend. They had 10. 10. That's amazing. Yeah. Jonathan Brooks kind of doing his best to be John. Uh, You know what? I got to say, I think he went into that game thinking to himself,
2: listen, I'm basically still in the competition. Yeah, yeah. Because Cedric Bastor won the job because he got the start in the first two games. And he didn't finish the first two games. I think Jonathan Brooks was thinking to himself, listen, I'm not giving up this job. I may have got it because of circumstance, but I'm going to keep this damn job because of productivity and performance. And I'll be really interested to see what Sark does about the starting running back position versus Baylor. If he'll say, hey, man, you earned it. Is it a meritocracy? Because you can't make the club in the tub. Availability is the best ability. um, And and productivity matters. And I wonder if Jonathan Brooks earned that starting spot.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: I, I think he, I think he did early. Now you ain't got to play, you ain't got to make him the workhorse back or anything. Well, and see, but just earning the start, I think he earned
1: the start. Well, and the other guy that hurt himself the other night was Jaden Blue. He didn't do much <laughs> and then fumbled late in the game. Ooh, and then Savion Red balling
2: out. You yeah. might,
1: you might see Savion Red get some of them blue snaps now. Yeah, and the red, mm-hmm. the red cat package, the red cat baby. on fourth down. They broke that out on Sunday, on Saturday. All right, real quick, I want play this for you, Rod. Do you know what this is? You, it's not set it. It's singing it. Oh, no. see if you can figure out this one. Who's singing this? and what it's about. All right, Rod, you know who's singing that? I think I should know, but I don't know. That is the uh, the great voice of Chris Stapleton. Oh, nice! So tonight, I love Chris Stapleton. Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football. By the way, good football. There's double games tonight, double header. Six fifteen, uh, you get to see Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers host the New Orleans Saints. Saints nice. are going to go two and zero. And then about an hour later, they'll kick off in Pittsburgh, the Steelers hosting Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. And here you go, Rod. Tonight that will air. It's that is the new ESPN Monday Night Football anthem. Wow. Remember, they used to have uh, what Hank Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. doing Monday Night Football, Chris Stapleton, Snoop Dogg, and Cindy Blackman Santana reimagined in the air tonight by Phil Collins.
2: <laughs> That's terrible.
1: It's terrible. So you'll <laughs> get a, s- it's a, those three will be right. bringing bad. the anthem tonight. It's just not the uh, national it's anthem, it's acquired taste. Not the national anthem, no, but the new yes. ESPN Monday Night Football anthem. Chris Stapleton, Snoop. And some drummer lady person thing <laughs> some drummer on the same lady night in which we have double games and Pearl Jam's <laughs> playing the Moody Center and Jason Isbell's is doing an ACL taping that I can't get tickets to it's so packed I'm bummed about that but uh, I'll be watching football tonight what do you have And who said that right uh, that's
2: why I love football season you just got you know just you're bombarded with football from all over the place it's a beautiful thing um okay uh you know what Ty? I sent you a bunch of sound just play one of them who
1: said that who said it I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville
2: loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our
1: team has played its heart out in two games and we've lost two tough games, but there's has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the
2: truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games. But the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers, and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Okay. Ooh, that was a good one, actually. All right, E, who said that? I don't know who that is. It was a good one, though. That was actually, um, that was actually the head coach of the Chargers, oh. Brandon Staley. They actually brought up last uh, the, the the Jacksonville game from last season with him, and he they were talking about basically like you're, you're making some of the same mistakes. This team is still, you know, Responding the same way as they did in the Jacksonville game. He did not want to hear that at all. So, uh, yeah, Brandon Staley upset. How about this? I'll give you a stat about Brandon Staley and the Chargers. I think Brandon Staley will be fired before the season's done. And I'm a Brandon Staley fan. I just have to admit that. The Chargers are thir- they're the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era. All right. So, you're talking about since 1966. With 50 plus points and zero turnovers through the first two games, they are the only team to start 0 2.
1: Ouch. And he's supposed to be a defensive guy, and he's got good defensive personnel, in their oh, defense he's stinks. Oh,
2: he got great – defense. matter of fact, they're paying – they're like top eight, I believe, in the, in the NFL in paying for a defensive talent, like salary cap-wise. Come on. Um,
1: he's got to be on the top of the list of first NFL coach fired. Yeah, he'll, he'll be out, no doubt. Um, no and, doubt. And I hate to say it, but Dan Quinn is going to be high on their list because they already have Kellen Moore, and Dan oh. Quinn is coaching up a great defense. Damn it, you're yeah, right. Leaving. Uh, well, nah, we'll see.
2: I think he might. That job, he might. He got a quarterback. He'd have an offensive coordinator he's familiar with, and they got weapons, and he's got defensive weapons.
1: I don't know. Can we uh, hear this, Rod? Who said Who's this? College football coach. I'm going to say it. It pissed me off when we booed
0: our starting quarterback to start the game. That pissed me off. And he went out there and played his butt off for this university and this team.
1: They need to get behind him. We need to get behind the young man. You want to boo me, Fine. You know, boo the starting quarterback. It's bullcrap. <laughs> bull bullcrap. Bullcrap. Rod?
2: I know who said that. Who said that? Eli it?
1: Drinkowitz. Eli Drinkowitz, head yeah, coach of Missouri. Yeah, head coach of BK Missouri. State, 37 Quarterback
2: balled out. So too. get your
1: facts straight.
2: Quarterback balled out for him, too. So he, he was did. right. Don't he be did. booing that QB.
1: Don't be booing out QB. You support him. He's one of your classmates. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I got I got some I
2: got a couple more here. Uh, I, I sent you a bunch of them, ties, so Just play one for the people. Who's at that? Uh, potential to take a safety. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's a tough spot. Uh, regarding play calls. you know, for, for Luke in that position. So, um, you know, he went with his gut and, you know, number seven ended up making a good play. So, hey, it is what it is.
3: I'm going to be hard on myself, right? I'm going to say, look, that ball shouldn't have stopped him. You know, the ball stops him, so he has to go up and get it and then has to pull through. What if I threw a perfect ball? And what if it had dropped right in the bucket? Maybe he runs in untouched.
2: Uh. That was two different quarterbacks in the NFL responding after losses. One kind of throwing his mm, offensive coordinator under the bus, and the other one basically saying, I should have been better. Who hmm. said that?
1: Let me, uh, I, I don't know. I, mm. I, I, I couldn't identify. I think if you would have told me they were quarter, quarterbacks in the NFL, I probably would have listened. I would have. Try to pick play, up it on that. Him, play it play again for him, Play it again. Do it again. Give two, it to him. Two QBs in the
2: NFL, both responding after losses.
1: Very I different. Potential to take a safety. So, uh, you know,
2: I mean, I think that's a tough spot uh, regarding play calls, you know, for, for Luke in that position. So, um, you know, he went with his gut and, you know, number seven, you know, making a good play. So, hey, it is what it is.
3: I'm going to be hard on myself, right? I'm going to say, look, that ball shouldn't have stopped him. You know, the ball stops him, so he has to go up and get it and then has to pull through. What if I threw a perfect ball? And what if it had dropped right in the bucket? Maybe he runs in untouched.
1: All right, so that's Justin Fields. Good zap.
2: And then this I don't know zap. the second one. Uh, I thought the second one would have been easier than the first one for you.
1: Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. When are but- the Jets going to trade for him?
2: <laughs> right, exactly, or or Ryan Tannehill. been people in the Titans. Something the Titans don't start really well. The Tannehill could be well, one of those quarterbacks. The too. They beat the Chargers. Soon to be charges.
1: fired, Brandon Staley. Uh,
2: but that's a good point, and I would say this. Uh, and that's a uh, Kirk Cousins. I know you said you became more of a fan after watching the other uh, quarterback uh, show Netflix. on Netflix. If you're a great leader, he did show great leadership there. When you win, you you make it about we, and when you lose, you make it about me. Yeah. So when you lose, you say it's all on me. I I need to be better. That's why we lost, because I didn't play. I should have been better. I should have made more plays. And when you win, you'll be like, we, we balled out. We. If, you, if your leader is a we guy when you win and a me guy when you lose, you got something
1: special. Uh, let's hear this. You'll know this one, Rod, pretty quickly, but it's a coach whose team <laughs> pulled out the thriller of the weekend in college football.
0: When Jay was asked about it earlier, he said about what maybe went on or what was said. He said you can ask Prime about that. So well, is there anything meaningful? No,
1: no. I, I know Shador kind of got in between it. But no, I don't... Man, I don't hold... You know, I could be petty if they petty, but I ain't I ain't got time for that, man. I'm, I'm on to bigger things. Eh? I'm happy for the brother. I really am, man. I'm happy that they fought, that they played a good game. I'm happy he's a head coach. I'm happy for any brother that's doing it and successful, man. I, I truly am. I don't I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I have to respond because, you know, it's my mama taught me that. You know, you, know, you just ain't going to take me and I'm going to sit back and ain't going to say nothing. But I'm happy for that dude, man. I don't know him. But I'm happy for him. I wish the best for him. All right, there. You know who that is. Prime time. Talking about Jay Norvell see, and doesn't hold grudges, and I'm happy for him. Now his team, Jay Norvell's team, there were some cheap shots in that that game. But the hit on Travis Hunter, I can't believe the guy didn't get kicked out of the game. I was
2: a little surprised he didn't get kicked out either.
1: And then the uh, and
2: then the one on Shadur On the kid, the one on slams him into the oh, ground. Man. Yeah, he got kicked out
1: though. By the way, that was Shador Sanders is a tough dude. There's not there's a lot of quarterbacks. Not only would they not have come back in the game after that. They certainly wouldn't have thrown the touchdown pass that he threw on the next play. And,
2: and, and CB brought this up. Thank you, CB. Did you have? Did you? Did you see when Shadur Sanders basically reached his hand into the reached his hand oh, into the Pope helmet? Of the, yeah, the Colorado State player, like, oh no, poked his eye, or, oh no, what he did. It was weird.
1: But yeah, that game was chippy.
2: It was, they, they even were getting chippy before the game. Yeah, they
1: were fighting before the oh, game. Man. It was chippy.
2: And look,
3: that's
1: what. Uh, that's
2: what Dion wanted, though. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what why Colorado State wanted, right? Jay Norvera yeah. wanted his team to be chippy, but they went above and beyond. They're. That was that was not uh, not okay. And now and we got
2: mamas involved. Dion brought his mama out there during the pre-game speech. He did. Uh, Dion brought his mama. His mama was out there. You didn't see that, Uh-uh. dude? His mama came out there. He let his mama talk to the fans before the game. Dion was wilding. So I kind of see why they took some shots, man. It's like Dion, you, you brought your mama out here, dog. You brought your mama out here. Come on, Come on with man. Lil Wayne, Lil Wheezy wearing Travis Hunter jerseys, I see why they took some shots, because, come on, man, Dion was trying to embarrass him out there. Had everybody wearing shades. Like, you're trying to embarrass me out here, Dion, and I cannot let it happen,
1: okay? Well, and they went after it, <laughs> and that's uh, when you're a big underdog like that, and uh, you need your guys. But you still, you know, Travis Hunter's now going to miss these games with Oregon and USC yeah, that's with an injury. Yeah,
2: that sucks.
0: Had to go
1: to the hospital. Uh, what else? Anything else, Ron? I got one for you. Oh,
2: yeah, cool. yeah Ty's got a good one.
0: Okay, I'll just play it.
2: Intentional yeah. rounding. Right offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty I'm talking to America here It's a 10-yard
0: penalty
1: and a loss of down. Uh, we need that in one of our opens. We, we're talking to America here. That's great.
3: I'm
2: talking to America here, right? Get out of my
1: face. Get out of the face. <laughs> that was great. I'm can talking I, to America. Can I give our Longhorn fans one more? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, one of the Atlanta Falcons beat the uh, the Green Bay Packers yesterday. Green Bay looked impressive in week one. They came back to beat them mm-hmm. 25-24. And here's how this sounded.
0: Bijan, with just a couple minutes left in this game, you guys could have kicked a field goal and gone up and won this game. Instead, they handed off to you for the first down. Tell me what was said inside that huddle
2: before that play.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, first off, you know, I just want to give honor to God for getting getting us out healthy, getting us a win. You know, I I do this all for Him, so you know, I appreciate Him so much. But that's your question. You know, we, we, you know, we we work, (laughs) we work every day uh, to try to get in those situations, and we understood that. You know, that was a big play for our team in order for us to, you know, close out the game and win. So, you know, in the huddle they were just like, hey, hey, true. hey, but it's him hey, but he, but right here. He, he's the one that set it up. But, you know, we just keep working. And obviously, you know, I, I, I hope to gain the trust in this team. And, you know, we got to take every, everything one step at a time when we got the time. But man, it was just so awesome to see that and to, to, you know, help help get the win for my team.
2: There you go. Hey, we know who that
1: Bijan,
2: Arthur Smith, you smart. Put some Bijan on it. It'll lead to a lot of Ws. It'll <laughs> solve a lot of problems. He Put bro- some Bijan on.
1: He broke some ankles yesterday.
2: Oh man, I'm so happy for Bijan. I think we all agree he was gonna win offensive rookie of the year, and I think he's well on his way right now.
1: No doubt. He's making NFL you know professional players look silly exactly. on a Sunday by <laughs> Sunday basis now. It's like he did in college. We're back. Longhorns are three and and0 number three in the country. Cowboys two and and0 and dominating. More football talk all the way till eleven o'clock. It's hook 'em up with Ian Rodby, Good, bad, and ugly.